Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. The world is full of all sorts of chaos at the moment, and for many, it can be hard to find a calm place. Today, we're joined by Karen McGregor. She's an inspirational speaker. She'll help us to find that calmness and to bring it into our own homes. She has some simple ways to do that. We're going to hear about that coming up today on Connections. Today, we're joined by Karen McGregor. She's a leadership and influence expert, as well as an international keynote speaker and best-selling author. Karen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, yeah. Well, about 12 years ago, um, you know, I I had always wanted to be a speaker, be a writer, but uh, didn't really know how to monetize it and how to make a living out of it. Um, And I found myself going through a divorce And it was, uh, you know, really, um, as most people are, devastated by it. And, uh, and I didn't really know, you know, how can I, how can I, um, continue doing what I, what I love to do, but still provide for my kids? And that was where I got into, uh, really looking at systems of speaking and the mastery of speaking and, and being able to monetize it. So I spent 10 years doing that. And, uh, and, you know, doing it well, training other people to do it. Um, but where, uh, you know, part of our conversation is, is coming in is that, um, I was often very uptight and stressed out and, and, uh, just not enjoying life very much. So I really, uh, wanted to focus on that and, uh, and it really changed my life. And then, of course, my my clients as well. And speaking of the world right now, we're living in quite the chaotic world. There's so much going on around us that is causing all kinds of emotions that many of us have never felt before. How do we stray away from that, make our home a safe place from all of this chaos? Well, thank you, Colleen, for asking, because I think this is a critical question is when we're feeling all of this inside, you know, what do we do with it? And because many of us are staying at home or spending more time at home, um, there's that external environment of the home and the internal environment of the self that we really need to look at so that we can manage all these, uh, you know, chaotic uh, times and energies and whatnot. Um, So I really, you know, one of the first things I look at is what is the state that I wake up in? And I think for many of us where we are waking up in a state of stress or anxiousness or unhappiness. And so even that one practice of being aware of how you're waking up and choosing to wake up um, as soon as you wake up and choose, you know, you choose the thoughts that you have immediately, because if you allow them to run rampant, <laughs> the whole morning is uh is going to dictate the day. So uh, having that calming morning routine, what are some of the things that you can do to start your day off in a calm way? (laughs) It sounds like literally making sure you're getting up on the right side of the bed. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I love that saying because it's so true is that, you know, we, as, as soon as we wake up, we, we can choose to get up on the right side. And so the right side for me means um, every time I have a negative thought first thing in the morning, I actually get up and I, I move. So 
the act of moving is so important when you are stressed or feeling that negativity because it actually settles into your body and it's very hard to move it. But of course, unless you're meditating, but not all of us are going to be immediately meditating first thing in the morning or, you know, we would fall asleep again. Um, so moving, moving is really important. And um, I was taught once a long time ago that looking out to a different perspective is also very helpful. And uh, I've done that for years now is if something's bothering me, something's anxious. Um, I look out a different part of the house. Uh, so out the window, a different aspect, you know, a different view. And you train your mind to actually start recognizing that everything you look at can have a different perspective. Mm. And so when you, when you do that, and it's just a very simple thing again, um, then you start to realize how much control you actually do have over your mind versus your mind having control over you. So, so that's another thing. And then I find that also, you know, are we allowing ourselves enough time in the morning before we do the things we have to do? Um, and so uh, having that cup of coffee or, you know, beverage in the morning and actually relaxing, doing a few things that you enjoy, um, you know, the breathing, perhaps you go for a morning walk. I know a lot of my friends who, who are very dealing with the stress really well say that, their walk in the morning is is the the calming force for them. So anything that really that you love and that you can literally feel is supporting you at this time. Some people like to journal. Some people like to pray or meditate or, or as I said, the movement. Um, so choosing that routine and really sticking to it, giving yourself 30 minutes before you get on that computer or, you know, start looking at your emails. I know one thing for me is the minute I look at my emails, you know, the, the, I can feel the little stress vibes start to <laughs> come in. Right. And so, um, so it's important, you know, to set our minds and our bodies in a internally relaxed environment. Before the pandemic started, I had, I already was stressed. And uh, one of the things I noticed that had changed in my life is because of my early morning hours, I uh, had quit prayer journaling, which is something I used to like to do. And I thought to myself, well, what am I going to do? Wake up even earlier, like before 4 a.m., just so I can prayer journal? And then I thought, yeah, why not? And I started doing it, and it it made such a huge difference, actually. I'm still tired, but a less stressed because, yeah, I'm putting that space in my morning there to set my mind on the things that matter to me, right? Oh, I love that so much because, really, uh, we are often concerned about the lack of sleep. But just that little bit earlier, like you said, Mike, it's just so powerful um, because what we do is we are training our mind and our body to um, actually have a good day to to be ready for anything that you know that that comes on during the day and um, you know this this is something I think i I would rather be a little bit tired 
than be a lot stressed. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if we have this calm mind and we start off, uh, as Mike said, on the right side of the bed, where will this guide us and how does this help us? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the first thing is, it is an awareness of your thoughts, which is the most important thing. So I, I'll get to in a little bit the external environment because that's important too. But um, what it leads to is an awareness of how your thoughts are controlling your state and your state of being. And most of us are not aware of the vast majority of the 60,000 plus thoughts we have during the day. But if we can start the day by being very aware of them, and uh, what I mean by awareness is that your thoughts are not actually you. They are a thought. And, but as soon as you make them you and you grab onto them and you get triggered by them, um, at, in that moment, you're actually choosing the chaos of the day. You're choosing the drama of the day. And while it's not easy, it is possible that when you start the day like that when, and you, you are aware of it, it is possible to start releasing some of that. Maybe not the big things like your mother-in-law or whatever it is. It might be. <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, but, but, you know, maybe the small things, just little things at first, you know, like maybe, maybe little preferences. Oh, you know, I forgot to buy uh, my breakfast cereal and now I don't have anything this morning. Just small things like that, being able to allow it to release and let go. And even if it comes back, which it normally does, if you're not, you know, your, your mind need, needs quite a long time to train. But even if it comes back, you just say, okay, there it is again, and allow it to go down what I call the river of thought. And so the more that we do this, and even if it's just five minutes in the morning, um, it will eventually start to extend on its own. So five minutes becomes 10, becomes 20, and all of a sudden, you know, your whole day is you're very aware of your mind. And the minute you become aware is the minute that you start to change. I always say it's not, it's not a hard process, but it is a, it's a disciplined process to be able to come back to our calm through releasing our thoughts. And I guess with this, this is very helpful as a parent as well. How can we use this to help us in our parenting throughout the day? Mm, I love that. And I know, Colleen, you have young kids. How old are they now? Three and five. And Mike also has two young ones, one and and almost three. Well, you know what? This is beautiful. I love talking to parents of of young children. Mine are um, 19 and 21. So uh, I'm I'm a bit past that time. So for, for parents of young children, and even if they're a little bit older, um, one of the things that you know th- is so important is to listen to what's not being said so a lot of times young children like to talk and talk and talk and talk and um and i noticed that with my older son he, he was 3 years old and and he would just ask all sorts of questions and 
And most of the time, to be honest with you, I wasn't listening. And, um, and so one of the things that I noticed, um, unfortunately, through, through a, through, it was through a sad moment, uh, you know, he grabbed onto my leg and he was, he was crying. And, and um, I looked down at him and I said, why are you crying, Matthew? And he said, well, mommy, you never listened to me. And wow. it was a moment. It was such a touchy. It makes me tear up every time I tell it. Um, but it was such an interesting moment because my mind was rampant with thoughts about what do I have to do today? Uh, you know, the importance, and I, I use that in quotation marks, the importance of, of my day, my business, you know, uh, making money, making sure uh, I did this, that, and the other thing. Um, and I was missing my child. I was missing, I was missing this beautiful child. And so I think really being present is another aspect of, of, um, this, this, what I talked about with allowing our thoughts to just release, because when we can be fully present, we are actually calm and our children feel more calm because they feel fully listened to. Could you explain to us the difference yeah. of being physically present and fully present? Because I'm around my kids a lot, but um, maybe I'm not always present, even though I'm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So physically present, we can be uh, spending reasonably quality time. And, and I think that, you know, most of us try our best to do that. And that's wonderful. Um, but the difference that, that I didn't know when I, you know, as a, as a mom with young children, the difference I didn't know was the energy that the, that the children can pick up is that we're not really present because of those, those thoughts that are happening in our head. So we can respond. Yes, no, we can, you know, we can even answer our children and do all that. But they absolutely, they are magnets. They know when we're not yeah. there with them, right? They absolutely know it. And, and, and they know it because they're present. <laughs> if they weren't present, they wouldn't know it and we could fool them all. But we don't want to fool them. We, we want to be present. So, so the thing is, um, Mike, I think that being physically present is what most of us have been taught to do and we run through and we're kind of like robots almost it's like yeah we're here we're, we're doing our job and but it's much different to be fully present as in your thoughts are are not preoccupied with with something else and so that's a practice as parents that we have to do in order to really not miss out on a on a deeper relationship with our kids you know I that's one regret I have um, in my lifetime was I just felt for for several years when I was struggling with being present um, that I didn't have that closeness that I could have had with my kids so when all is said and done at the end of the day that calmness in the home is extremely important Yes. And, and, and part of it is environmental too, you know, so you can even ask your, your kids or maybe, well, maybe they're a little bit young yet, but we'll see what they say. 
um, what, what contributes to feeling really good? You can even ask them, you know, calm, good about their environment. And, uh, it'd be, you'd be surprised what they come up with. I know for myself, you know, the less is more. So, um, less, less clutter, less toys, you know, less, less of everything, um, is, is generally speaking, going to support your mind to be very calm as well. Um, even closet, you know, cleaning your closet, cleaning your garage. I don't know if any of you have done this. The listeners maybe out there are thinking, yeah, I've, I've gone through it now through COVID and whatnot. Um, but really paying attention to every area of your home. Is it causing small stress every day? Um, and, and quite often it does. And there could be an area of your home like your kitchen. You know, maybe it's always got stuff, extra dishes, extra this and that. And just, you know, it's difficult for all of us trying to keep up to all that, but it does make a huge difference when there, when, when there's less around. My home studio with boxes of cables falling everywhere and I'm trying to do a morning show and stressing out and maybe I should just clean it up already. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I always say is because I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I tend to clutter very quickly and especially around my work place. Um, but I always say, okay, so I'm, I'm going to just dedicate 10 minutes. Doesn't even have to be every day. It could be even once a week, but. But 10 minutes just to do a little bit. So you don't have to do a lot. But that whole idea of getting a little bit done and setting a timer. And then the next thing you know, it's not so painful as as you thought. (laughs) For people who want to learn more about you, how do they go about doing that? Sure. Well, KarenMcGregor.com, my name um, is where they can go to uh, get some, you know, opportunities for free training and that kind of thing. Um, I'm really excited, of course, that the book is coming out in September. So if anyone wants to check that out, that's Karen McGregor, M-C-G-R-E-G-O-R.com. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Colleen. Thanks, Mike. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.